Welcome to the Teen Life Coach Podcast. I'm Coach Sammy, and I am so glad you are here. The teen years can be fun and exciting, but also filled with self-doubt, insecurities, and lots of frustration. I am here to help you along your teen journey and make sure you enjoy your teen years as much as possible. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast today. How are you all doing? I have Brooke Romney on the podcast today. I know she's been on the podcast before, but she's just so great. And so I wanted to have her on again today. Brooke, you're amazing. You help so many parents. You help so many teens. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the listeners if they haven't heard of you or found your amazing content yet. Tell us what you're all about. Well, I am so happy to be here. I am a writer. Um, I've written a couple books just for teens, 52 Modern Manners for Today's Teens, Volume 1 and 2. And I am passionate about helping teens live successful lives. I think almost every teen wants to be able to reach their, their potential. And I think sometimes they just need a little help and guidance, just like we all do in getting there. So thanks for having this conversation with me. Yeah. And you're, I always <clears throat> feel like your guidance and everything that I read that you write, I'm like, you're just so spot on. You have, you really do have an amazing gift to take really great stuff and put it into words that can be, you know, just adapted and applied to people's lives. Like you really have an amazing <clears throat> gift to do that. I'm a little bit jealous by the way. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I don't always do it as well when I'm speaking, but it is fun to be able to take an important concept and make it simple enough to put into practice. So yeah, yeah, you're, you're awesome. Okay. So I was talking to you a little bit before the, um, before we started recording and I was asking you, okay, so I know you talk to, and you work with a lot of parents and I was asking you, what is the most common problem that parents reach out to you regarding their teen? What do parents say to you? Like, Hey, I need help with this when it comes to, comes to my teen. And you were, you were kind of telling me what you hear a lot from parents. So why don't you go ahead and, and talk about that a little bit? I mean, I think right now the most common question or problem or like, please help me is my teenager is struggling with friends and whether that's friends have changed or their teenagers having a hard time making friends, um, or maybe they're feeling uncomfortable with their friends though. That's probably the biggest question I get. And one of the things that it helps me remember is that this is a pretty universal problem through the teenage years is friendships and the change that happens because of them. And sometimes they're teenagers who you think they look like they have a million friends, but they're staying home on the weekends. Nobody's really calling them or like being a close friend to them. And sometimes it's someone that really like legitimately has some struggles that they have to work through in order to be a friend and have friends. But I think it's, I think it's more common than we think. Or you can look like you have a ton of friends, but still be super lonely inside. Yeah. Yeah. I think that happens a lot. You wrote a post on Instagram, like 20, was it 20 truths about teenage friendships? And so we're going to mm -hmm. talk about teenage friendships today. Um, which I'm so excited to, to talk to you about these things because I feel like, yeah, maybe some of them are common sense, but also some of them we need to normalize and be like, Hey, this is a part of growing up and being a teen and having friendships and having relationships. Um, I know you have teen boys. <laughs> yes. Tell us a little bit about 
you raising your teen boys, what have you, how have you helped them to have good friendships or foster good friendships? Because whether you're an expert writer or coach or whatever, we still have our own teens and we still go through the, we still go through it with our teens regarding all these, you know, normal teenage problems. Yeah. I think there's a couple things that I really try to emphasize, but the first one is you have to be a friend to have a friend. And it sounds really simple, but being a friend takes effort and work. And sometimes during the teenage years, sometimes even as an adult, I want people to come to me and be my friend and invite me to things and, and compliment me and, you know, all those things, but I'm not always willing to do the work that it takes for other people. And so just helping them be aware that if you want friends, it's really important to be a friend first. A few things that show you're making an effort to be a friend is, you know, planning something and inviting someone, um, supporting someone. Like if your friend is in the school play, like going and, and watching the school play or playing football, cheering them on, whatever that is. Sometimes it means being generous with your compliments instead of being a jerk and putting somebody down. You know, people don't really like that. Everybody laughs about it because you have to, but telling someone they did an awesome job or they're super smart. Can you help me with chemistry? Whatever that is, people love to be around people that make them feel good about themselves. So those are a couple of things um, when it comes to being a friend. And then also when it comes to um, who you choose and, and what group you're choosing to be friends with, making sure that my kids are trying to be friends with the people that also appreciate them. I think oftentimes the people that have the hardest time are those who are going after a certain friend or a group of friends that doesn't want them around. Recently, uh, someone shared a story about a kid who had been friends with this group and then one day they just said, like, you're not, you're not welcome. Like, go home. They started, like, leaving him off group texts, things like that. And, and he could have fought really hard and begged and pleaded to, to be with that group. But instead, he reached out to some friends he'd had before. He's worked on making new friends because he realized that nothing good was going to happen with a group of people that didn't appreciate or want him around. And I think sometimes kids through middle school or high school spend a lot of their time and energy trying to be accepted by people that aren't interested in them. And that that can be that can make for a really difficult time when there are other people who might really love to have you around. Can you imagine Brooke being in a group of friends like now at your age and my age? I think we're the same age. <laughs> I didn't mean to like say there was an age gap. <laughs> yeah. But can you imagine like being friends with a group of, of women and then like just one day they, them being like, hey, Brooke, you're not welcome anymore. Like, can I you can't, imagine that? It would be so hard. And the thing is, is like this story isn't rare. I get DMs all the time of this happening to boys, to girls. And I think I love the example of this kid who said, if you don't want me around, I'm not going to waste my time, energy, talents, gifts, and you know. I'm not going to waste that with people who aren't going to appreciate it. And he started looking out for different options. And, and I'm sure it's hard. I'm sure it's something that takes a lot of effort. And, and maybe those people feel cooler or more fun or they do more exciting things. But, but if you're feeling unwelcome and unwanted, no matter what they're doing, it's not that fun. 
Yeah. I have not had that situation happen to me in, in my life, but I can just like, imagine, like, I think I might fall apart actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's so yeah, such bravery on t- teens parts, because you mentioned, like, I work with teens all the time that have this issue, but it, it's not a rare, it's not a rare occurrence. Like it, it, it does happen all the time. And I think that also kind of segues into something that I think is really important is to not pigeonholing yourself to only you know, these five friends, you can have multiple groups of people. Maybe you don't hang out with them all the time, but it's great to have friends in your classes. It's great to have friends through your sporting events. It's great to have friends at your work. So when things fall apart, you have options, people to call someone to lean on, you know, even if that's your family or your cousins, whatever that is, people to get you through until you're feeling accepted and and wanted again by people. Yeah. I feel like there's a commonality among teens that they want like their certain group because that's where they feel safe. Mm -hmm. Right. And if they have like other groups of friends, there's always drama because it's like, well, I can't hang out with so-and-so because this friend and this friend group is going to be mad. And like, how do you handle having lots of groups of friends? I've seen that too in the teenage years, people get very possessive of, you know, this is my group or whatever. But I think really working on making real connections through other areas of your life. Even if you're not hanging out with people every weekend. So for instance, if you go to church, not brushing people off and not caring about them because they don't hang out with you at school, continuing to nurture those relationships when you're at church or when you're at church activities. If you play a sport, but they're not your group of friends, making sure you're fun and involved and you go to the team parties and things like that. I love teenagers that have jobs and getting to know people and and caring about people. The thing that I've realized is if you're someone who cares about someone, even if you're not hanging out with them all the time, they're usually really open to you coming along when you want to. Having a fun, easy personality can be something where people think, wow, like they don't usually come, but yeah, come along instead of, you know, my group is locked. And then being the person that's open in your own group to having new people come and join and be there for certain things. I love, I know that sometimes you can't invite, you know, 30 people to something, but if you're meeting at a park to play pickleball, throw the invitation out to more than just your six friends, right? Like, Hey, anybody that wants to meet at the park for pickleball, we're playing at five. That's a great way to start inviting people in. And even if you don't call them every single weekend, having those more casual friendships, I think is really, it's really important. And it's also really fun. And it might be someone that you end up being great friends with later. Yeah. I'm always kind of like the mindset, like mindset, like, why can't we just all be friends? But yeah, (laughs) I think that's a popular mindset, (laughs) right? It's a little trickier in our, in our current climate. So yes. (laughs) Yeah. You've mentioned a couple times texting, inviting, um, gathering. And I find with the teens that I work with, like, this is a really, really hard thing for them to do because I'm like, why don't you just text them? Or why don't you just get a group together? And the fear of rejection for teens in like texting a group of people or inviting is so high that it's hard to even just get to that point where you're inviting or you're getting people together. What are your thoughts on that? I think it is hard. Um, And I think that group messages can be difficult because people don't love to reply on those. 
So if you're somebody that is, is worried about it, for one, in your mind, realize that everyone gets rejected and it doesn't mean they don't like you. They might legitimately have something to do or they might choose something different. And I think even as adults, we have to be okay with that and not take it so personally. Um, but texting people one-on-one can be a little better. People are more willing to reply, I think, when they don't have a whole group audience to look at. So if you are someone who's nervous about this, maybe plan something that you think sounds especially fun and text one person at a time. And once somebody says yes, you can say like, hey, you know, Melissa said that she she wants to come to the pool today at one. Do you want to come with us? Instead of like throwing it out to a big group. I know that it when you throw something out to a big group and no one says anything, it's really hurtful. Like it feels really like a huge rejection. But it doesn't feel quite so bad if you just text one person and they're like, oh, sorry, I'm babysitting today or sorry, I already have plans. I think we have to get a little bit more comfortable if if we care about creating relationships with the fact that they don't always work out. And just going into it saying like, I'm still okay. I'm still a fun person. I'm still making fun plans. And if you want to start small, start with people that will be more guaranteed. You know, invite your cousin to the pool. And, and have a date just with your cousin or um, invite a neighbor that you know always is happy to come with you. Sometimes I think it's if you feel um, really nervous or if you've been rejected a lot, sometimes it can be really helpful to look for the person who also is not always getting invited. People are usually really excited to have an option if there's someone that doesn't always have an option So look around and see if there's someone who maybe is a little bit on the outskirts or a little bit on the fringe that you really enjoy and start creating friendships with people that might not already have a thousand plans. Which I think kind of segues into one of one of the points in your like 20 truths about teenage friendships that I really loved was the one post that you just mentioned people change and teenagers change. And their preferences change so quickly and they can happen overnight. And one day you can be really good friends with somebody and the next day you're not. And I think that's really hard to kind of wrap our brains around because we're like, wait, we've been friends for five years and now we're not friends anymore. Friends do change and it's hard. I mean, it doesn't make it any easier, but I just think that if we could all get comfortable with the fact that that is a universal truth. Friendships change because either your friends change or you change. And all of those things are good things. Change is important. We're not supposed to be the same person at 12 as we are at 17, right? We're supposed to be different. And so as you change and as your friends change personally, you may grow a little bit apart or they might decide, you know what? I really love sporty friends. And you're saying, you know what? I love I love to hang out with girls who want to do like craftier things or, or quieter things. Like, I don't, I don't really want to be on the basketball court for fun, you know, and those things are okay. You might have a friend who decides that they like a faster crowd, right? They always want to be doing stuff and they always want to be in the know that's important to them. And you don't love that. And so instead of thinking that like, oh, this friend is such a jerk, she's changed and abandoned me. Instead, we can start thinking things like she's becoming someone different and she's finding the people that work best for her. I'm becoming someone different. 
I also need to find the people that work best for me. It's tough when you've had such great friendships, but they are going to change. Even, even as an adult, there's people that I was friends with when my kids were young or through certain sports teams. Um, and those friendships were really, really important and wonderful at that time. And now that things are a few years down the road, they're not the people that I call on all the time or see all the time. I still love them and, and think they're amazing people, but our lives don't um, mesh as well as they used to. And so being able to be okay with that and also recognizing um, when you as a person are changing and, and maybe it's not so much your friends, but maybe it's you, maybe you, maybe you really want to take school seriously. And so you're doing a lot of homework on the weekdays and your friends are out to have a good time and you can never come. And so they're thinking, you know what, we're, we're going to hang with these people who are always up for a party Monday through Friday. And maybe you need to find people that are interested in getting together for study groups or who are happy if somebody can just come on the weekend. Um, and those things are okay. Hard, really, really hard, but they're also okay. And I think it's hard as teens to, to take the situation where like somebody doesn't want to hang out with you anymore. or Somebody's moving on to a different relationship and make that mean like something's wrong with me or I did something wrong, or I'm damaged in some sort of way. When in, in reality, it's like, just people change, mm-hmm. right? There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with that person. Like that's not even an issue. The issue is, is we all really just like different things and we have our own preferences. And that's part of being a teen is figuring out who you are and what you like and what you don't like. And just because you aren't friends with somebody anymore, doesn't mean that something has gone wrong. Yes. And I love that you emphasize and it doesn't mean that you're wrong or that you're not good enough. One thing that I, I thought of is there is a boy who was in a, a friend group and for a long time. And these friends started liking girls much earlier than he was interested in hanging out with girls all the time. And so his friends, all they wanted to do was get together with the girls every weekend. And that just wasn't fun to him. And there was nothing wrong with his friends being super into girls, you know, at like a pretty young age. And there was nothing wrong with him not wanting to hang out with girls every weekend. They were just different. They were just on like a little different maturity path. And, you know, now that he's older, he loves hanging out with girls, but he wasn't quite ready at that age. And so being okay with the fact that we all like different things at different stages, we're all ready for different things at different stages, you know. I think one of those tips says, Some people like large groups and some people like small groups. So maybe you have a friend that always wants to go to the parties and you hate parties and you just want to invite four people over and and have a movie marathon. Your paths are going to be a little bit different and and neither one is right or wrong or better or worse. They're just different. Yeah. And gaining the confidence and knowing yourself enough to be okay with different being Mm -hmm. just as good as what somebody else is doing. Right. Yeah. And sometimes I think some people are a little bit more homebodies or a little more shy and it might take a little bit more time and that's okay. The thing that I always advocate for is to still as a teenager, be looking to create connections and relationships. Even if you're shy, even if you love to be home, put yourself in situations where you're still making connections. We, even the most introverted person 
in the entire world still needs relationships. And so making sure you're not taking yourself out of connections and relationships because you've labeled yourself as shy or an introvert, um, still look for ways to connect. Relationships are still important. Even if you only have two good ones and that's all you need, that's awesome. But you still need relationships. And you, you mentioned a little bit about like relationships online versus relationships in person. Yes. And here's the thing that I think is really important. I think that we can learn a lot by being online and having relationships, but sharing just a a funny example. So someone was texting with someone they thought they would be interested in, and they had had all these really cool text conversations. And this person was really witty and funny and they had this great connection and they got together in person and this person had no personality in person. And so I really like to advocate for teens as you are creating this persona online and through texts and and if you do social media, making sure that you're taking the lessons that you're learning and putting those into practice in real life. Because as, as fun as it is to sometimes have these relationships, you know, virtually, it's so much more fun to be that person in real life. So if you're funny and if you're witty online, figure start figuring out how you can show up as that person in real life. So take that confidence um, and figure out how to make that happen in person. And I think, I think if we do that, then all of our online relationships aren't a waste. If we only do it online and then we never have any real relationships, then that time and that effort does kind of seem like a waste if it never materializes into anything that's real. And then you're like not really being true to who you are because you're one person online and then you can't really be that person in real life. And in real life, that's where it matters. Yes, absolutely. So use, use those experiences online to start figuring out who you like to be, who you want to be, who you are, and and bring that real self um, to your in-person relationships. Yeah. I think online is a place that you can gain confidence where you're like, oh, I am funny. People respond to this well, or, you know, whatever ways that you can gain confidence online, like, and test that out, like you can transfer that to, to your actual, I don't want to say real life because I don't know what the proper term is, but like yeah. in, in person, in person. Life. yeah, yeah, that's a better, that's a better way to phrase it. Are there any other like top tips about friendships for teens that you would be like, Hey, this is another really important one that I want you guys to really be aware of, or just understand and know. I think one of the ones you said was forgiveness. You talked about that a little bit. Yeah. let I mean, let's just talk about that a little bit because I think as teens, it's really easy. And even as parents of teens, it's really easy when someone does something that is hurtful or unkind to you, that you are very angry and mad and and you want to just kind of cut that relationship off. And I just offer a lot of caution with that because we're all learning how to be friends and how to be good friends when we're teenagers. And I'll give you a little example. So there was a group of girlfriends and, um, one girl in the group decided she got a boyfriend and she spent a lot of time with this boyfriend and kind of ditched her girlfriends. And the girls in the group decided that they were over her and they, you know, especially one was very vocal about it. And she's like, 
let's, she's off. She's off our group text. And, and she was very serious about it. And, and it was, it was really tough for this girl. And then of course, like most relationships, the relationship ended and this girl, you know, came back to the friend group and, and most of them were okay, but one was still really icy about her and um, really bothered. Well, four months later, this girl got a boyfriend and started spending a lot of time with this boy and realized that she had been so quick to X this girl out of their life because she had a boyfriend and that really um, she didn't want that to happen to her because sometimes she still wanted to go to the girls' nights and and on the weekday, she still wanted to hang out with her girlfriends and she kind of realized the error of her ways um, a little later on. And I think it was just a really good example that in our teenage years, people are going to go through all kinds of different things. Maybe someone, you know, I saw the opposite thing happen with another group of girlfriends where one girl tried out a different group of people. She had made a team at the high school and wanted to kind of hang out with those girls and be a part of stuff. And so she kind of ditched her lifelong friends and and she spent about a year doing that and realized that that wasn't really where she fit and her friends welcomed her right back in. And I just love those two examples because really that's what it's all about, right? Build, building more relationships, being the person that someone can rely on and hoping that when you do something stupid, when you get the boyfriend, when you try to try out a different friend group and find out that it's not working out, that people who love you will still let you back in. And I think it's easy for us to think that we would never do that. We would never be that person, but we just don't really know until the situation comes up. And I think a lot of people, um, especially during the teenage years, but into the adult years too, can use the forgiveness often. And so it's nice to be someone who's offered that in the past. And the other thing too, is, is like, at some point we're all going to get a boyfriend or a girlfriend, yes. right? You're going to be yep. in that situation at some point and you're going to want your friends to be there for you when you're no longer in that relationship. <laughs> <laughs> it, exactly. It, it's not like none of you are ever going to get a boyfriend or girlfriend. I'm telling you guys, it's going to happen. Yes. Yes. <laughs> just don't know when. Yes. And it's not like no one will ever try out a different friend or meet someone in a class that invites them somewhere. And you say yes. And then all of a sudden your friends say, you're no longer a part of us. You didn't hang with us on Friday. That's not something that you want as part of your story. You want people in your life and you want to be the person in your life that says, sure, try out somebody different. We're still having a great time, right? Like, we don't need you to make us have a great time. We're going to have a great time. And if you want to come back and have a great time with us, awesome. Come back. You know, I think sometimes we attach so much of our value to who's hanging out with us and who said yes and who said no. But it's so much more fun when you have like that internal satisfaction of I can create a fun time no matter where I am, you know, yeah. no matter who's there, no matter what's going on, I'm going to make sure that I have a good time. Yeah. I love that. Okay. And then I, I have one other thing that I want your opinion on because I coach yeah. on this all the time. <laughs> yes. And you guys, you guys who are listening, like I, I talk about things all the time and sometimes it's just nice to hear what amazing person like Brooke Romney has to say about certain things. So I'm going to ask her about like the most common struggle that a lot of you have where you, you have FOMO and 
you feel like if you don't hang out with your friends, they're going to talk about you or they're going to decide that they don't want to be friends with you anymore if you miss something. Yeah, that I I've seen that too, plenty. And I guess my only suggestion for this is create a friend group where that doesn't happen. So one of the things that I like to remind my kids is if you're trash talking, we use trash talk because I have boys, but like the people that are trash talking when someone isn't there are the same people that are going to trash talk when you're not there, right? So whatever you can do with your group of friends to make that not happen very often will serve you in the long run. So making sure that the people that you're around, that's not what they do. That's not who they are. And it only starts with you, right? So if you're part of this friend group and Jane doesn't come and everybody starts like bashing on Jane, you instead say something like, you know what? She's super cool. Like she's on a date tonight, whatever. Hopefully we all, hopefully we all get asked out next weekend, you know, whatever that is. I think there's a lot of power in one person to diffuse situations. And then the other thing is if that's something that like can't happen, if you know it's going to happen, I think just saying this might happen, like just being really realistic. If I am not with my friends, there's a chance they're going to trash talk me or there are a chance they're going to gossip about me. And that's okay. I still want to go do this or I still have to have relationships with my family or I'm still going on vacation because it's summer and I will miss hanging out for the full full week. But whatever you can do to create a better vibe in your own friendship circles, I think goes a long way. And then if you can't, just being okay with the fact that it might happen, but also it might not. They might not, you know, and either way you have no control over what happens when you're not there. And you can't live your life you know, beholden to never missing out on anything because you're worried about what they're saying or what they might say. And if that's like a serious worry, it may be worth, you know, looking into other friends that might not be that way. I love that. You're so wise. (laughs) Thank you. It's so fun. So are you. It's so great to chat with another fan of teens. Yeah. So one one thing that I love to ask my guests is if you could give your teen version advice, the teen version of yourself some advice, what would you like go back and say to teenage version Brooke? Okay, I have thought a lot about this just because I talk and work with so many teens. But the first thing I would say is um, no one cares about you as much as you think they do. I was so insecure about little tiny things like in my face or with my nails. I have a fat pointer finger, like things that no one in the entire world is going to notice. And so forgetting a little bit about yourself in those little things that you think everyone's going to notice because they're all thinking about themselves and what they look like and what they're doing and, and, So not being quite so concerned about myself. And then the next thing is um, kindness and building other people always wins in the end. People might not appreciate it right away. Maybe they don't care about it so much in middle school. But at the end of the day, 
if you are kind and if you build other people up, if you vocally compliment people, if you support people, if you cheer for others, no matter what friend group you end up in, no matter what number you are in your class, no matter how successful you are with sports or academics, you will have a successful teenage. You will have successful teenagers. And people might not appreciate it right away, but the time it matters, sophomore, junior, senior year in high school, people will know who you are and they'll appreciate that. And you will be someone that that people want to have around. Yeah, I love that. I was just thinking we just went on a boating trip and one of the people we went with, he was just building everybody up. Even me, he was like so nice to me and telling me like, oh, you're such a good wakeboarder. And I'm like, not that really good of a wakeboarder. <laughs> like I just felt happy and good and loved, right? And it, yeah. it wasn't like a big deal for him to be like telling people how great they were. But I was just, I felt so good about myself and I felt very connected. And I always feel very connected to people who are just loving and mm-hmm. want to tell you the good things about who you are. And I think yeah. sometimes that also takes a special gift, but it can also be a skill that's that's learned and practiced. I think so. And if people want to learn, like start, start in your own home, you know, start saying something nice to your little sibling, tell your mom how awesome she is. Those things can go so far in people's desire to build a relationship with you. And not only that, but give you the benefit of the doubt, right? Like then when something goes wrong, but you're someone who's always built someone, when you don't show up somewhere or when you ditch your friends, whatever that is, for whatever reason, they're like, no, that kid's seriously so awesome. Like he's still invited next weekend for sure. People have a hard time walking away from people that make them feel their best. I could probably listen to you and talk to you all day because you're so fun to talk to, but. Oh, you too. (laughs) Um, You do amazing work. You have some amazing things coming out, some great content. So tell us, tell us what your latest work is and, and um, what's going on with what you're creating. Yes. Okay. Well, because we're talking to teens, I just want to shout out the 52 Modern Manners for today's teens, volume one and two. The goal with those books is to help you become the person that is confident, that builds relationships, especially in that second volume, we talk a lot about starting conversations, holding conversations, you know, those types of things that are really great interpersonal skills. And then for those who are a little younger, ages four to 12, we, we have a modern manners for kids coming out and that starts introducing some of these things really young. Like one of them that I love is, you know, don't talk about your plans in front of people you know, things that start very young, but these can become habits when we start early so that you're not the kid who's gathered with a group of 10 people and you're inviting five and you're going to talk all about your plans and make other people feel like garbage, right? You learn early that those things are talked about when there's just the five of you. So I'm really excited about that book that's coming out. There's role plays on the back of each manner. So parents and families can figure that out. And then um, I'm just doing a lot on Instagram at Brooke Romney Writes, always trying to help and encourage families to live their best lives. So where can we find your books? Um, The new book will be out at the end of August and you can find my books all on Amazon. And if you're in Utah, Idaho or Arizona, volume two of Modern Manners for Teens is also in Costco. So grab it there. Okay. And I'm going to put you guys, I'm going to put all the links to her books to her Instagram. Do you have a website? 
I do brookromney.com and it's searchable. So if you're looking for gift lists, holiday ideas that you know you're searching for, um, then it's an awesome resource too. Okay. Yeah. We'll put all of those in the show notes and thank you so much for being with us thank you. today. So fun so to have fun. you again. Hey guys, do you want more? If you are ready to work with me in one of my coaching programs for teens, check out my website, knowingup.com. That's K-N-O-W-I-N-G-U-P.com. Whatever you are struggling with, whether big or small, I can help. We learn so much more in my programs than what is offered here on the podcast. Come join me, you guys. See you soon.